Welcome to Kinda Mental, where we discuss mindfulness and meditation techniques to help reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression. Feel free to email Peregrina with any questions you might have about mental health. She will try to answer them in future episodes. By listening to this podcast, you understand that all content presented is for informational purposes only. These podcasts are not intended to be a substitute for direct professional advice from your own physician or medical health provider. Welcome. Today we will be talking about DBT, or Dialectic Behavioral Therapy. I've been wanting to cover this topic for some time because DBT has a lot of mindfulness influences, but it's also more than that. So I'm excited to have Amy here with us today to help us better understand what it is and why someone may want to look for this type of therapy. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Can you help us understand a bit better what dialectic behavioral therapy actually is? Sure, I'd be happy to. Broadly speaking, it's a form of cognitive behavioral therapy that helps people learn how to better regulate their emotions and behaviors that often get them into trouble. So this would be, for example, like trouble with police, parents, or even behaviors that they don't like seeing in themselves. It does this by integrating behavioral therapy with aspects of Zen mindfulness practice to have a more balanced life. So it's a therapy that kind of came out of cognitive behavioral therapy and has a little bit of a sprinkling of Zen in it as well. Basically, yes. The phrase that we use frequently in DBT is that it helps to create a life worth living. So what makes it different from other therapies? Well, there are a lot of things that make DBT special and that make me particularly fond of DBT. One of them is that it starts out with the assumption that the client cannot fail in therapy, and it takes a highly compassionate stance both towards ourselves and others, and practicing that compassion in this way leads to more acceptance towards ourselves, which is so important for so many clients. With this mindset, the client's behaviors always, always make sense given their individual situations. And then these ideas lead the client to learning that the therapist is in the boat actually rowing with them, so to speak. So it feels like a team rather than a one person teaching the other person who is learning. And it shows the client that we're all in this together. What was that phrase you said? Creating a life worth living. Gotta love that. It sounds like you're really able to connect with your clients by showing them kind of your own human side. You're not just a therapist. You're a human being who sometimes experiences these things too. Of course, we all have triggers. Um, And these triggers can lead to emotional dysregulation. And DBT helps people, including myself, manage their sometimes intense emotions that do come up. Now, I've heard that term before, emotional dysregulation, but it sounds really complicated. Can you explain what that is a little bit? Emotional dysregulation is intense emotions that lead to problem behaviors that get us in trouble. So let me give you an analogy of how emotional dysregulation may work. So this is a metaphor that I use with a lot of my clients, but if you imagine a regular-sized snowball and it's at the top of the hill and someone gives it a push and it starts to roll down the hill. As it rolls down the hill, it gains speed, It gets to a point where there's no going back. 
but also it attracts debris and gets bigger and bigger as it heads down the hill. And at some point, there's no reversing it, almost like it has a mind of its own. By the time it gets to the bottom, it could be it's much bigger than it is at the top. And then it's hard to get back to the top. It takes much longer to get back to the top of the hill. The same way with our emotions. Once they are triggered and get to an intense point, it could take hours, sometimes days, to get back to the top where they were emotionally regulated. That sounds a lot like my mama bear. That I mean, it's inside me, but like this mama bear that I have. She and I have become friends over the years, but she used to really startle me and frankly get me in trouble to the point where I might say something or do something that I really regretted later. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yes, that's a good example. The idea is to become friends with our mama bear, so to speak, and to first observe that she's there and accept her being there. And to also know she's not as scary as we initially thought she was. So how does emotional dysregulation look in real life? I mean, I guess we kind of kind of talked about it, but outside of your snowball analogy or my mama bear, what does it look like? Well, all of us have emotional dysregulation at some point and to some extent in our own lives. And it can look like chronic anxiety or depression. People may have behaviors like binge drinking, cutting, or unprotected sex as ways to cope with the intense emotions. Eating disorders of any kind is another behavior that's often seen. And these behaviors can come out in people who have had prior trauma. That is really broad. I mean, it sounds like almost everyone could use a little DBT. Yes, I think so. And it's not a magic wand. It's hard work, but it's incredibly worth it when people start to see changes within themselves. How is this type of therapy set up? How is DBT set up? What would someone expect to learn? Well, there are three modules within which clients learn these skills. And each module has their own set of skills to learn, and mindfulness techniques are taught throughout the three modules. And these modules are taught in weekly group skills training. Can you describe the modules for us? What's the first one? Sure. The first one is interpersonal effectiveness. This module teaches skills for people who may have difficulty saying no to other people. They may lose friendships and relationships often stay in unhealthy relationships, or maybe have anxiety or fear that a relationship will end. And sometimes they don't know what to do when there's a conflict or fight in a relationship. That's a lot of topics. How long does that module take? Each module is eight weeks. Okay, so eight times three is 24. So 24 weeks for all of the modules? That's correct. Some people will go through all three modules back to back. Some people may come and go practicing what they learned in between and coming back. So that that sounds a little more doable. It sounds like people are pretty flexible. Do you have an example of how someone would benefit or change their coping skills after completing the interpersonal effectiveness module? Sure. Let's say someone has difficulty speaking up for themselves or voicing their preference in a relationship. We teach skills for people to look at each interaction and decide what's most important, what's their goal in that interaction. And sometimes it's saying no to someone, but also knowing how strongly to say no. 
And sometimes it might be some kind of negotiation within the relationship. Well, these kinds of things come up all the time with, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend or a, even a group within a group of friends, an employer. I mean, lots of people are nervous about these kinds of conversations. Yes, they do come up everywhere. Clients in DBT learn how to ask for what they want and how to say no while keeping their self-respect at the same time. And that might look like not over-apologizing or blowing up. And they will learn how to maintain healthy relationships. And sometimes it's deciding if a relationship is healthy or if it even can be healthy. And sometimes they realize that some of their relationships are not healthy and they eventually decide to bring those to a close. That sounds incredibly powerful. I mean, this can really change someone's life. It really can be, and it's beautiful to see people grow into themselves. Okay, so that was just the first module. What does the second module look like? The second module is emotional regulation, and this section teaches skills for people who may have intense mood swings, they may feel depressed or anxious all the time, or they may have trouble managing their anger. Another thing is they may be unable to tell how they're feeling or people who are overwhelmed with their emotions. And that's another eight weeks, right? Correct. Does it run on the tail end of the one before? No, we usually take a week in between each module. I am glad to hear that. I don't think I could do this if there wasn't some kind of break in between. Kind of got to let things settle a little bit. <laughs> so can you give an example of how the emotional regulation module might help somebody? Sure. So if someone is having trouble getting out of bed in the morning because they feel depressed or anxious about the day, and when they wake up, their first urge is to just pull the covers over their head and stay in bed. So we would work with them on a concept called opposite action. Using this technique, you would do the opposite of what your feelings and emotions are telling you to do. That sounds kind of like a shoe commercial that I'm sure everybody has seen at some point. But I'm sure it's a lot more than just the idea of do it. Right. First, you have to recognize what you think you're wanting to do. And then recognize that staying in bed is not working well. It's not effective, as we say in DBT. So together, we'd go over the possible helpful behaviors that work within the client's life. Everyone's different. And we also incorporate techniques from other modules. It all comes together in a synergistic way to help the client meet their goals and move towards a life worth living. That is fantastic. Thanks for expanding on that. Do you have any other examples for this module? Sure. Another way this module helps is by emphasizing awareness of physical sensations within their body. Knowing when we're hungry or sleepy and doing the things that are good for us and our physical health, like taking medications if you need to, or eating a balanced diet and getting exercise. Those things all help with emotional regulation. Do you ever recommend using body scans to help people connect with their bodies a little bit better? Absolutely. A body scan is a great way for people to get out of their head, so to speak. So connecting and paying attention to our body's needs is a part of overarching mindfulness techniques we incorporate throughout the course. This is a lot to take in. Would it be all right with you if I put the main points of the podcast on the website? Sure. Great. I think people would really find that helpful. Okay. 
I think I'm ready to hear about module three before going into overload here. Okay, um, last but not least is distress tolerance. This section teaches skills for people who maybe are impulsive or act without thinking, regret things that they did on impulse or when they were stressed. Um, maybe they don't know what to do when feeling overwhelmed. They might participate in self-harm behaviors like cutting, burning, or hitting themselves. And typically they have few or unhealthy ways of coping with stress. So what superpowers does a person learn in this one? This is where we learn how to respond in a way so that we don't make the situation worse. For example, if you're in an argument with a friend, your feelings or emotions may be so high that you want to text them and tell them off. But as we all know, this can lead to a lot of feelings of guilt or shame later when things calm down. So distress tolerance skills would help a person to be with these feelings in a way that allows the intensity of the emotion to come down before they react. That's my mama bear again. I have experienced this example for sure. It's night and day from an internal standpoint when you can become friends with, you know, your own internal mama bear. Yes, you probably incorporated some of the techniques without even knowing it. Another example might involve being in hurricane season where we see a lot of flooding. So if a person panics, it can make things a lot worse for them, maybe even end in them drowning, literally. So learning distress tolerance skills can help them to stay calm and more able to think about options that are effective and may save their life. So you're talking about kind of the curveballs that we get just thrown at us randomly throughout our lives sometimes. Exactly. We're not able to avoid those curveballs and pain in life. Right. So by learning distress tolerance, we can stay in a place that allows us to see things more broadly in a way and maybe make more appropriate decisions for ourselves. Right. We're trying to create a life worth living. I knew before we spoke today that DBT is a really powerful therapy, but honestly, I didn't know how powerful it really is. You show people they have power within them to create whatever kind of life they want to live. Well, they really show themselves, and that's the beautiful thing about DBT to me. Thank you so very much for coming today. It has been a delight having you. Thank you for inviting me. It's been great being here. Oh, wait. So if someone were interested in finding a DBT therapist, what should they look for? Should they just Google DBT? That's a good place to start. Some cities in the U.S. have several DBT therapists to choose from, and others don't have any. But a Google search would be a good place to start. And use the words DBT or dialectical behavior therapy. People should expect to have once-weekly individual sessions with a DBT specialist and a once-a-week group skills training with other people taking the course as well. I think you just said a four-letter word, or at least the scariest word most people think of when they think of therapy is the idea of going to group. I do get people who resist going to group, but once they're there, they really like seeing that not, they're not alone in their thinking behaviors or their goals. And some may even make friends. It tends to be much more than what people think of as a group. I bet they get a little practice with 
their DBT skills within the group itself. Yes, they do. They get to practice and learn from each other and all of these modules. Thank you again for coming. I so appreciate your time. It has been a pleasure. You're very welcome. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kinda Mental. As always, may you be safe, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you live with a free and easy heart.